before it was the, the success was it was going to get me what I thought that I needed to be worthy. Like that's when I'm finally going to feel a value in the world. And instead, I already felt a value. I was totally at peace. And then to come back into business, I was able to do it differently. Like I'm just going to do what turns me on. Because you know what sucks worse than losing all your money is realizing you didn't even have a good time doing it. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. (laughs) It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realized it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. I've been doing breath work uh, before class. Well, that's great. Gets me a little high. It does. <laughs> to, get, to get me through class. <laughs> It does get you a little hot. Yeah. I took five minutes in the car when I got here. I was like. Nice. Don't you feel like you're breathing more now that you're not working? Mm-hmm. You're nine to five? Yeah. Like, how does it feel? It doesn't feel different yet. Oh, okay. I'm so nervous about our next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, Yeah, real, all right. Real talk. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the scenes of almost 30. Yeah, this is real. We're scared. We're scared. <laughs> We just went over our schedule for New York. And Boston. And Boston. And next week, man, this week. I know this week is going to rock is our world. Like, it's 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 a lot. Well, it's just hard to, I mean, we're the ones I know. manning our schedule. So there's like, <laughs> there's this extra fucking pressure, you know, because if, if it's fucked up, we can't like blame our assistant. I know, literally. <laughs> I just am like a little, I'm just, how are you going to energetically do that? Well, I think this will be a really good test for us mm-hmm. to like actually schedule in time where we can sit quietly, meditate, breath work, just be maybe like journal out, write out mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like actually put it on our calendar. Mm-hmm. Blackout time. Mm-hmm. This lady today, I was walking back from the gym and she's like, hi. You know, I was like, she was like, oh, very. She was not well. She was like crisp. It's like so sad the people in Venice that are homeless. And dude, now that it's like a heat wave, I'm actually. They are so, they get so much sun. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, I need to give them sunscreen. I know. That's actually a good one. Because they have such burns. But she was like, I was walking. She's like, what are you? Some sort of Satanist? (laughs) Because I was wearing all black. And I was like, hell Yeah. She was like, oh, well, I've been on this earth for 60 years. What have you been on this earth for? 28? I was like, almost 30. (laughs) And then she was like, oh, that's great. Well, rock and roll, baby, rock and roll. And was kind of being nice. I was like, yeah, cool. And then what'd she say at the end? She <laughs> then I was like, yeah, man, cool. And she's like, you're fucking weird. <laughs> I love when, when so the weirdos funny. call other people weird. Literally, I was like, wow, I like beat her at her own game. <laughs> <laughs> my sister's like, what are you saying to her? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm a Satanist. 
<laughs> but then I like think too much into it and I'm like, oh, am I giving off evil vibes? No. Listen, I mean, sometimes I listen to them because I'm like mm-hmm. most- They make sense all the time. Yeah, most- you know, people who are homeless or seemingly unwell on the street are actually hearing messages mm-hmm. that could be true. <laughs> well, they're always like, don't be a slave to things. And everyone's like, they're crazy. I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes Literally. sense. They're like, don't be a slave to the man. I'm like, I kind of agree. <laughs> <laughs> like man. don't drink the water yeah Agreed. yeah literally like they're all like about conspiracy theories too yeah. which like I i'm know. about yeah 100 percent. yeah the signs i i read an i actually missed a green light because i was mm-hmm. reading the novel on this woman's sign the other day what did it say it's actually really sweet Ugh. it wasn't asking for anything and to sum it up it was basically like hug your children mm-hmm. like your affection is more um, valuable than any like material you could ever give them or something like oh, that. That's, a, that's darling. And meanwhile, she had like in a LA, furry purple purse. In LA, <laughs> I, I always think everyone's punking me. Mm. Like her with that sign, I'm like, oh, she's on a TV show and oh she's trying God. to see your reaction. <laughs> it's like this woman, we set her out. And you didn't even stop and give her a dollar. You didn't even get, you know what I mean? Like, try, I, that's why anyone that comes up to me or anything, I'm like, oh, like they're punking me and mm. I'm on a TV show and like they want to trick me. And you're like on your best behavior. Or I just am like, oh, just, yeah, yeah. don't talk to me. Goodbye. Like, I don't want to be on your, your show. <laughs> I don't want to be like a part of your experiment. I saw, um, speaking of things happening in LA like that, I saw a, a rap video being filmed. It was like an, a rapper that I Wait, didn't know. Wait, we saw one the other day too. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? In Venice? No, it was in like WeHo. Okay, okay. We saw one in Venice. What and was yours like? They were like dancing on a car. Oh, good one. Good Real one. original. Like, so the, the, Where were the girls? The girls were in like hot pants and uh-huh. bras in the car. Oh. And then I oh. swear to God, this guy was um, dancing. This rapper was dancing on the car. And then his homies, mm-hmm. he's dancing on the car and he's throwing ones or whatever. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then his homies are in the streets like picking up the dollars. <laughs> picking up the dollars. Are they in the video? <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then you had like the people on the production crew like grabbing the dollars outside of the shot, like so just so they didn't go into the crowd or anything, because I guess they have to use real money. I don't really know. But I was like, oh, okay. This is so LA and so rap video. That's the thing about rap videos, is it's like there's such a formula. I don't know how it still happens. Like how how are people, how are girls still in bikinis and you guys are still doing cars and mansions? The like, thing is they're doing bios on like rap video, quote unquote, hoes. They're doing like bios on them. Like, oh, like Tupac's or, or, or yeah. whatever's, you know, like rap video hoes. And they're kind of coming out and like telling their story. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's like still happening. I know. So it's weird. It's it, not like a thing of the past. Yeah. I just, yeah. It's just like very unoriginal. Kind of just like, okay, we've seen it. That's why Childish Gambino and Chance the Rapper and the shit. Did you hear about his plagiarism thing? He got like someone's oh, no. plagiarized. Made in America. What did someone he said that he did. Um, like the beat of it or something. I don't know if it's true. Uh, hi, everyone. True. Um, Chance the Rapper I've, got engaged. Really? Mm-hmm. So it was like, I literally girlfriend. would fuck him so hard. Yeah. I'm he's, sorry. <laughs> he's real cool. I've had like sex dreams about him. Really? Yeah, it's fucked up, but whatever. I just think he's so hot. Yeah, I agree. 
<laughs> after Anyways. his tiny desk series. Yeah. Um, all right. Do we have any announcements? Oh man. So right now we're in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're listening to this, we're in New mm-hmm. York, uh, but coming up um, on Friday, we will be in Boston. Mm-hmm. It's Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday, we'll be in Boston. And then after that, you guys should be thinking about if you're in LA, coming to our July 25th mm-hmm. event with Kelly Levesque and Charity Lighten. It's going to be... I think we have like a few tickets left for yeah, that. Yeah. It's going to be valuable. Um, and That then, one's going to be really fun. Yeah. And then we're going to have our female founders panel. It's going to be badass August mm-hmm. 8th at Sage Wellness in Venice as well. And we have a solid lineup for you all. I'm really pumped. And then Seattle. Mm-hmm. Seattle, baby. We're going to be in Seattle. So August 11th with Natalie Miles, workshop style. Mm-hmm. See you there. That's going to be really fun. The Riveter in Seattle. And then after that, we have a little bit of a break. And then we're doing uh, Portland, Dallas, and then Austin. Mm-hmm. And Dallas is going to be very special. Yeah, because our guest today is speaking at our Dallas event. Yes, she is making magic happen at our Dallas event. Yeah, there's surprises. So mm-hmm. we'll tell you about those soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have Susie Batiz on the podcast today, founder of Poopery. This episode is... It's, it's so... It, it, it's, it was one of those where we were like... Checked off oh, all wow. the boxes for me. Yeah. Every box. Natural, funny, fun, interesting. Mm-hmm. I learned And something. she was just like... There were literally no guardrails on what she was going to talk about. And she really enjoyed it because I don't know what she expected from an almost 30 interview. Probably not much. Probably not much, to be honest. That's (laughs) what I think about a lot with some of our guests. I'm like, oh, they don't expect much. And then they have like the best time. But she really, um, she was having fun going deep. Mm -hmm. Uh, We, we talk about poopery for sure, but we Definitely don't talk about that for the majority mm-hmm. of the conversation. It's pretty spiritual. It's very spiritual. I know you girls love the spiritual stuff in our group. We always talk about that. But yeah, so this is spiritual. We talk about business. We talk about some of her successes, some of her failures, how she manages to stay spiritual in business, which mm-hmm. was really fun. Her family. Yeah. Yeah. Her past, her experience with ayahuasca. Yeah. And her healing using there's a ghost story in here. Plant medicine. There's a ghost story. I mean that I tell people it's like my party story. Oh, it is it? Mm-hmm. Actually, Susie's what Susie says in here is like my party stories right now. Everyone's like, whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> About her beautiful home. Oh. With the ghosts in yeah, her home. Dude. Um, all right. So enjoy this episode. Um, Susie is a powerhouse and so inspiring. If you haven't tried poopery, try poopery. Yeah. This is not an ad. Or come to our event. Or come to our event. We've got a bunch of poopery. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we have poopery at each tour stop. All right, guys, visit our website, almost30podcast.com slash tour to get your tickets. You know, like us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. And then uh, it's always so amazing to get your reviews on iTunes yeah. every day. Thank do you have one? So much for those. Yes, you I read? do. I have one that I actually got the other day that I was just floored by. So I posted it on um, the Almost 30 Podcast Instagram. Okay. This one is so sweet. Life-changing. Five stars. I've never been much of a podcast listener I never found out that held, I never found one that held my attention long enough until I stumbled upon almost 30. I've been a listener for almost a year now and it has honestly changed my life. 
It's corny, but true. The first episode I listened to was with Sarah Vermont on, with Careergasm, which gets a lot of a lot, a lot of press. Yes. So if you haven't listened, listen and go back to the Sarah Vermont episode with Careergasm. I wasn't happy at work and in my life and felt unsatisfied. So of course, the title of the episode intrigued me. I figured I would like the podcast, but I didn't know I would love it. Kristen and Lindsay have such a natural, fun, effortless way of interviewing and connecting with their listeners, asking all the right questions, being themselves and making it fun while educating everyone. Let's just say after my first episode, I was hooked. Mm. And then it just goes on. It is like, um, so sweet. She's seeing us in Boston actually too. Does she have a name? Yeah. Let me, I cropped it to share it. So So the name is Michelle. So Michelle, can't wait to see you in Boston. She's also the secret Facebook group is amazing and such an amazing community. I feel so lucky to be a part of it. And of course, they're all of their amazing sponsors. I hope (laughs) these girls continue to grow and wish them nothing but success. Oh, thanks, Thanks, Michelle. Everyone's shouting at our sponsors. It's like making our job so easy. It's so easy. But it's easy because like, we love all the freaking products. That's so the it's thing like, is it like, sells itself. In our I was mind. thinking about all of our sponsors and I'm like, but your life, like think about your, all your, the things in your life. Yeah. Could be a sponsor. I know. I was thinking about my wedding. The, I was thinking about my wedding the other day. I was like, who's going to sponsor? Me? I know. <laughs> and I don't want that to be that, but like, I was like, oh, I, I need to get my stuff for gram followers up. If I want to get sponsored for a wedding. <laughs> no, you could do it now. You could for sure do it now. All right. All right. Here we go. Susie Petit's Enjoy poopery. the best episode ever. Freaking love you. Bye. And we just had lunch and packed our bags. So mm. we were, we had these, the Goop VIP bags. Oh, how was that? It was amazing. I mean, it was amazing, was it? but oh my God, they give you like a whole suitcase. Really? And then another bag. So like I'm trying but to- But for pack, VIPs or not? Or? For VIPs. Everybody got a bag. But, but it was can, a suitcase packed full. Like- I've never seen so much stuff in really? my life. Like, and it was just like, and it's, we were just saying, we don't want to complain about it because my God, you know, <laughs> I, I, know. Even, I think it's worth like three or $4,000, oh, no which is so sweet. But then you're like, what am I going to do with all do? this stuff? I now I've got to lug it back. Hopefully so, there's an envelope in there to pay for the <laughs> check back, <laughs> the freight. Exactly. <laughs> I was just like, oh my What God. brands? Like, were there good brands? Oh, everything is immaculate. Really? It's good. Wow. So everything's immaculate. I know. I saw the tickets. Who was here? And you know what? I was yeah. really shocked because I've been in the world of, you know, alternative healing and, you know, alternative nutrition for years, 15 mm. years. But I didn't know if Goop was going to be sort of like, I don't be so, but kind of LA and, totally, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, poser, but it's, everyone was super authentic. Really? Yeah. I was really shocked, like mm. really great quality. That yeah. makes me happy. And me yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the lineup. I was like, I wanted to not like it too. I'm like, <laughs> see? This is like my heaven. No, me too. <laughs> I wanted to be because, you know, most of my friends, which I was excited because most of my friends are like super hippie really? or, or super Dallas. No, mm, I, I mean, well say. over the world. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I met people all the, just on my journeys. But mm-hmm. so there's not really that good mix. I'm starting now to see conscious people that are actually successful because that didn't used to literally, I'm talking two worlds. So I never even told anybody was into this stuff. That's what I told Gwyneth. I'm like, I'm so excited of what you're doing because I've been in the closet about it. I wasn't going to tell people. Totally. 
you know, drank ayahuasca, you know, mm-hmm. for 12 years. Yeah. You know, I just never did that. It was mm-hmm. something that we just did as a, you know, it was just what I did, but I wasn't mm-hmm. going to go public with it, which I should have. But anyway. Right. It's but scary was, though. It's scary, but I'm glad what she's doing. I yeah. really appreciate what she's doing. Yeah. A little bit closer. Yeah. It's a really, yeah, um, she- yeah. So I felt super happy. Oh. I was like, oh, That's they're nice. great. Yeah. So I want to talk about ayahuasca. Yeah. <laughs> you do? Is that where we start? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question. Yeah. She's coming out. Literally. I'm like, this is going to be Well, the we've best. been talking. We've been talking about it a little bit. Because mm-hmm. oh, there are like. We're going to do a journey. There's Yeah. There's. there's yeah. Uh, it's not only ayahuasca. It's a mix of. Psilocybin. Yeah. Oh, with ayahuasca? No. She does like. It's like a guy that does like a little bit of psilocybin and then. I don't know if it, I don't Mushrooms? think it's ayahuasca. I think it's like more psilocybin stuff. Yeah. Cause ayahuasca is like me, your mother more so, but I think, yeah, maybe it's a mix of mushrooms, but I don't know. Yeah. We should probably see before we take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, or, let me get back to you on that. Or not. <laughs> Have you done DMT? I haven't done DMT, Okay, but I've drank ayahuasca like a hundred times. So you drink wow. it. Wow. Yeah, ayahuasca you drink. DMT, okay. what I don't like about DMT is that it's- This is the best interview I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> what I don't like about DMT is I know people that have done DMT and like you're immediately, it only lasts like four minutes or something. Mm. It's a really short, you go straight like to God and the yeah. universe, which is awesome, right? What I appreciate about ayahuasca, it's a four to six hour journey. And you go through all of the really tough places, right? Mm. And then you get resolution. So for me, like, I love seeing that we're all one and that everything's perfect. That's great. But what I want is the journey of clearing out Mm. the things that are keeping me from being in that state all the time. Does that make sense? So that's why I prefer ayahuasca and have never been drawn to DMT. Wow. Yeah. Well, the first time that you did it, what did you feel like was your biggest block or did you not know? And that's kind of what the journey is. Yeah. So um, I first did it. It was an interesting story. My son was 19 at the time. Mm. He's 30 now. So I guess it was 11 years ago. And he was- yeah, no. <laughs> he's cute. She's always, sure. pawn, she's always pawning me yeah. off. Yeah, so. yeah, never. Actually, I'm really good about not, but this was an opportunity I couldn't, couldn't yeah, exactly. A mom that does ayahuasca. Yeah, let's go. Literally. Let's do it. Oh exactly. God. It's a match made in heaven. Like we can go to Dallas all the time. Yay. And he, um, he was in a kind of a really dark place. He was super mm. goth, you know. Anyway, you, you can fill in all that. But um. And I woke up one morning and I heard the words ayahuasca and Dustin, and I didn't even know what it was. So I Googled and I spelled it A-W. I'm like, ayahuasca. Like I couldn't even spell it. Whoa. Yeah, it was literally a voice. And um, now you could commit me. It's crazy. But mm-hmm, anyway, so it said this. And then I Googled and found this shaman down in Peru. And I booked him for a trip two weeks later down into Iquitos, down in the, the, the Amazon. What's interesting is he wakes up on that was on a Wednesday morning. On Friday morning, he's like, I need to go now. So on Saturday, I had him on a plane down to Peru, 10 days in the jungle, no cell phone, no Wi-Fi, nothing, no contact with him. Mm. So people go, do you, you know, did you worry about sending your 19-year-old to the jungle? 
you know, to drink this medicine with these people you didn't even know. And I said, no, you didn't hear the voice, right? It was so profound and such a Mm -hmm. wake-up call. Like, you just do it. So he calls me from Aikido's 10 days later, bawling, heart blown wide open. And his first words are, God is real. Mm. and I'm healed or something like that. And I just cried and he cried. So I wasn't really interested in the medicine. Yeah. So, so cute. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I saw you were touched for a moment. Yeah. It's It's so so true. true. Yeah. So I went down just out of curiosity, like what is this and what's happening? So my first ceremony, nothing happened. I drank the medicine and I kept telling the shaman, like nothing's happening. And he said, well, try to access the little girl inside. So I would spend another hour and a half and I'm like, I can't find her. And he said, well, it's because you disconnected from her. Oh, I feel very emotional. Mm -hmm. He said, you disconnected from her a long time ago. And he had me breathe and I'd never really done breath work. So I hadn't breathed all the way down into my lower abdomen, you know? So I'm just sitting there just doing, and I could literally feel like this click, click, click with the space being opened up down in my abdomen as I kept taking deeper breaths. And then all of a sudden I just shot into the cosmos and I was literally not existent and I was just one with everything. And that was amazing. But I think the journey with that is, um, it was a journey of me opening the space within my body. And I've had, you know, lots and lots and lots of ceremonies since, but every one is just amazing. And if you're called to the medicine, I say, do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're not, I say, hell no. Why would you put yourself through that? Mm-hmm. Because some of the ceremonies can be pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you had a rough experience? Many. My mm-hmm. first 30 something, that one wasn't so rough, but after that, about 30 were just hellacious, rolling on the floor and throwing up and facing all your darkest demons. I had a really hard life. You guys probably know, like mm-hmm. I checked all the dysfunctional boxes. You know, I was molested as a child. My dad was a bipolar alcoholic. My mother was depressed on pain pills. I was in an abusive marriage. I tried to kill myself when I was 21. I've been bankrupt twice. So, I mean, really, I'm serious. Like the boxes were checked. So I had a lot of work to do. But so a lot of those clearings aren't easy. And it's the best thing I've ever done. Because once it's resolved within your being, there's no going back, if that makes sense. Like you are changed. Yeah. Yeah. Can you walk us through, so I guess like a resolution with one of those, so maybe like the abusive marriage, like what was the resolution process like for that? Mm. So do you see yourself, so you kind of see yourself and you see the lessons that it's meant for you or how exactly do you resolve something like that as something that you could take and then move on and understand? So um, I'd like to tell you a different story. Yeah, 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 because that was over time, but there was one night and this is, so I had met my um, my ex-husband that I just divorced. This wasn't the abusive um, guy. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I got pregnant about two months in and I had an abortion and had never told him, mm-hmm. never felt guilty. I just got out of abusive marriage. I was like, I cannot have a baby. It would have been the last thing on a therapy list that I would have ever gone through, you know, because I just felt like this is it. Like I yeah. was so clear I couldn't have a child. And one night I'm in ceremony, and this was probably like 40 ceremonies in, you know, over years, because that's how deep it was. And then I just see this like big flower and I realize, and she tells me who she is and it was her. It was the child that I'd aborted. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, I'm crying and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And she goes, no, no, no. My whole existence was for this moment. So she goes through and she clears my body, right? And she's like going through cleaning my body and she knows I don't like to purge. She's like, we only have to do it once. So we go through this really intense ceremony, but then she says, okay, now it's time to go to the bathroom. I I was so lethargic. I had to have somebody help me to the bathroom because I couldn't move. And I go to the bathroom and I purged, I vomited, I puked, and I shot blood out of my uterus. Like it was, and it wasn't even on my period. It was literally like the biggest purge. And then I felt like I had been plugged into a light socket. I felt Mm -hmm. all this light come back into my body. And I'd asked her that night, do I tell my husband? Because I had never told him in 20 something years. Like this was such a secret, right? And she said, no, he's not ready. Two days later in the next ceremony, all of a sudden, this big black tarry dragon-like thing comes up on the side of my head, and I'm like, and I'm trying to make myself puke, <laughs> like, <"Bah>, totally, yeah, <laughs> like, get yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh I really want to do that. And then it was untruth, and it mm. says there's only one way to purge this, and you know what that is. And I was like, oh hell, I'm going to have to tell him. So I actually told, you know, my husband at the mm. time and, um, and that was quite a process for us. And awesome. what I know, it's like the truth will set you free. Right. So that's pretty intense. <laughs> wow. Um, but that's, that's the power of the healing of, mm. you know, Freud says it's the secrets that make you sick. Wow. So within those medicine spaces, you can't contain those secrets. Like mm. they come out. Yeah. They, they have to for your own health wow. and wealth. And, you have know. Have you had untruth come again? So does untruth look the same to you? Um, untruth looks the same to me all the time wow. now. So I will notice, like there's someone that she said something and I said yes. And this was in New York a couple of weeks ago. And I have it in my mind, like I need to go rectify that with her. Um, because I can see where when I didn't say no and correct her, I misled her. So to me, that's an untruth, wow. mm-hmm. but it literally sticks in my psyche now. Like I, I try to keep totally clean where those can't even, those little white lies or, you know, it was in the middle of a group and she just, it was a passing conversation, but it's like, it sticks with me now where before I would have just covered it up or, mm-hmm. you know, in the busyness of life or being. Wow. Yeah. How did you... We didn't know we were going to go here. This is amazing. This is how we roll. This is almost 30 years. Honestly. So having a childhood like you did, I mean, how did you even find the light to wellness? Like what Mm -hmm. was that gateway like? Oh, wow. Yeah. I had the luxury of losing everything when I was 38. Mm. And I say luxury and that rarely do we have those, sometimes the universe will do that to us. It'll kind of, you know, crash us so that we have to rebuild. Sometimes people rebuild the same. I wasn't willing to do that. Mm. So when I filed my second bankruptcy, lost, you know, the the cars, the house, had to move, lied to everyone, even lied to my children. Mm. Uh, Sometimes when I do talks, I say, can you imagine being in a space where you have to lie to the ones that love you the most? Like, where are you, right? Mm, So I was just so lost. But what I realized is not only did I lose money or material wealth that I thought was so important, right? Because that was everything. If I could make enough money, then I could get, I could be worthy or, Mm. uh, you know, finally be of value in the world. And what I realized is I was actually spiritually bankrupt. 
but I had literally nothing. I didn't have a God at that time. I had turned my back on Christianity because I was a rebel and I was molested by my stepfather who was a deacon and you know all that just didn't make any sense to me. So I really had to go inside and really start looking at who I am, what do I want? And I found such a state of peace after about four years. I was, I went to Byron Katie. I was studying Gangaji. I mean, I was literally just sitting home in a state of peace. I'd finally found peace in my life. I had no desire for money. Like it was like, I just need enough to live. And I, I was happier. I'm, I'm as happy now, but it was the happiest I'd ever been in my entire life with nothing. And um, and then, of course, the idea for poopery came, and <laughs> we had this wow. ride. But what's so exciting is that I came back to business in a different place because mm. before it was the the success was was going to get me what I thought that I needed to be worthy, or you know, mm-hmm. like that's when I'm finally going to feel a value in the world. And instead, I already felt a value. I was totally at peace. And then to come back into business, I was able to do it differently. Like, I'm just going to do what turns me on. Totally. Because you know what sucks worse than losing all your money is realizing you didn't even have a good time doing it. Mm. (laughs) That's Mm. the worst part. What were the businesses like before that? Or like, what were you like as an entrepreneur before that? Well, I was always, I was telling someone yesterday, I'm a hustler. So I was always selling stuff out of the back of my car. I always had some, something going. So I would have a job and then have a side gig. And my, it was very similar. You know, it's like I was always hustling. So I had everything. I had a clothing line. I had tanning salons, beauty salons. I would just open a business and then I would, somehow it wouldn't work because it was just from the wrong place, mm-hmm. you know? But finally, um, when I filed bankruptcy, I was in the final stages of getting funding for an idea I had. It was called Greener Grass and it was a recruiting platform. This is in 1999, but it first matched a, per, a candidate's um, culture to a company's culture. And then it went down to the technical fit, wow. um, which nobody, it was 15 years or at least 10, soon. yeah, ahead of the curve. Yeah. But what happened, that wasn't what caused it. It was the stock market crashed. So to me, it was, you know, Mm. God or the universe kind of going, okay, sister, we need to level you out. Yeah. So that's why I tell people is you have these opportunities. We were speaking at lunch. I was speaking with Rebecca and Mm -hmm. we were talking about pivotal moments in your life. And I said, we have a chance every moment to pivot. Like, so life, if not, the universe or God will give us the big pivots, right? When we get too far away from ourselves and on the wrong track. What I like to do is try to keep clean Mm. that's what I mean by that. Like, oh, hold on, I need to do that. So I don't pivot too far off track again because I've been really off. Mm. Yeah. So do you call that intuition or what does that feel like to you? Yeah. Do I call it intuition? Um, I do. I call it a lot of things. Um, it's it's intuition. It's a knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little deeper than intuition. Yeah. And it's just something, those little voices that keep, if something comes around to me three times or more, I've got to do it Mm. because that's telling me something. For example, this keeps popping up. So I want to clean my psyche from that, Um, no matter how embarrassing or, you know, so I'll have to go and say, I was really embarrassed, you know, to say that wasn't the truth, Mm. but that's a lie. And here's why I did it. Um, It's never fun. And I want to be relieved of that out of my, it's like good 
yeah. psyche hygiene, mm-hmm. you know? It's like cutting cords too. It really is. It's like an energetic cord that's still remaining. It is. And it's telling you, mm-hmm. like, hold on, there's something here. Mm-hmm. So no matter what that voice is, and I've done some pretty rad, I've had some pretty rad conversations, mm-hmm. but I honor uh, my, you know, psychological hygiene more than in my emotional and spiritual hygiene more than I do any embarrassment factor or what somebody's going to think of me um, because I know where that can lead me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that kind of makes me think about like boundaries and, you know, for, so when you're talking and that's really resonating for me, cause I feel like I'm kind of working on that is having a better, being more honest, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not flat out lying to people, but there are times, and this has to do with like my work, that I'm being dishonest um, because it's not aligned. So for that, like how would you interact with someone? So in that situation with that woman or that person where you kind of, you know, you said something, you're probably like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And, you know, maybe you knew in your mind mm-hmm. that you wouldn't do that. Would you have in the, would you have instead been like, I'm so sorry, I can't, or how would you do that? Like, how would I put that into practice? Cause I'd love to be more like that. Yeah. I would say like, wow, I just noticed I wanted to say no, I wanted to say yes and lie to you, mm-hmm. but I actually have a no. <laughs> love that. To doing that. So yeah. I don't ever say I'm sorry. Yeah. My mentor says there's never a reason to say I'm sorry. Just tell me what went on for you. And, you know, like, so it's that, it's like, you know, I really wanted to impress you and say yes. And I actually have a no inside. So I just wanted to let you know what I was up to. So it's almost like calling yourself Mm. on your own game, you know, and it's so refreshing. It's like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, whenever somebody does that with me, which I wish people would do more, it's like, oh, you know. It gives you the permission to, you're (laughs) like, I'm empowered to do that now. You know, if someone's like, sorry, I can't, you're like, wow. Yeah, and mm-hmm. one thing I've been looking at lately is our energetic state at being the currency, which we value. Oh. Right? Yeah. Because think about more. it. Yeah, so like we value money or material things, or if you look at what's a value in the world, mm. right? I mean, sometimes love, right? You know, it's like love. Yeah, that's what I want. Or I want the big house, the big car, the st- status. But really, your internal energetic state, my internal energetic state, I won't put this on anyone else, is of the highest value to me. So if I override and say no, then I'm going to put myself into a place of dissonance. And that's, I'm not getting life force energy. I'm actually draining not only the other person, but also myself. So for me to be honest, it's not so much about boundaries and shutting someone out. It's just like, it's not working in this moment. The same reason that, you know, I'm not eating ice cream right now. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It's, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's, so I have a, um, a chapter in my book called, It's Not Personal, It's Physics. And when you start learning that it's literally just a state of physics, like when you're turned on, go towards that. I loved you saying that you you feel more alive or drawn. This is what's calling us. That's mm-hmm. what you said. And I was like, ding, yes. Yeah. If we all moved a little bit more towards what was calling us, imagine that. Like think if 10% of the people shifted and started doing what they really wanted to do. That's just more light in the world. You're happier. Your energetic state is more. So for example, uh, my energetic state with this untruth, whatever that I have floating Mm -hmm. out there is like dirtying up my my Mm. energy. And I don't want to do that. So I value that higher than how I may look to her or someone else. 
Did you feel that same like clarity and cleanliness in that energy uh, with poopery, with that idea? Like how did that come about? And was it that easy? I know the process wasn't easy, but Mm -hmm. was it that easy to just be like, yes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually answered a a question on the Goop panel. Somebody said, Mm -hmm. what's the first thing you should do in your business? If you have a, a business. And I said, make sure the idea is resonant. So a lot of times we'll strategize. This is what we should do in business. This is what the outside world says I should do, right? You can hire every consultant in the world, but really only you know. So what happened with Poopery is I was at a dinner party. And again, remember, I'd sworn off business. Like I'm not doing it. I'm just going to sit home and listen to Ganga G and live happily ever after. And my brother-in-law said, can bathroom odor be trapped? And it was literally like this wake up. And I felt a jolt of like chill bumps up my arm and my energy, like everything went high def. And I just said, I can do that because my hobby was essential oils for years. Mm. And he was like, really? You think so? You know, he's kind of testing me. And I said, no, I really do. So I, I worked almost a year on the formula, but it wasn't like hard. I was being drawn towards rather than pushing. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. I was being pulled It's like, I don't know what this is about. I'm just like a mad scientist mixing every single day. Can I do this? Mm. And then once I did it, it's like, oh my God, everybody loved it. Like this has to be in the world. It's like, once you do birth a child, it's like, oh, what do you do with this? It's fabulous. You know, you start raising it. So that's the way I treated my business. I wasn't in the mindset of going into business. It's just, I, this idea was so resonant and so alive within me. Mm. And um, in my in my book, I have four signs of resonance for myself, and that's I get a body sensation. I normally have chill bumps. I love seeing you tear up. Normally, my body responds in some way. I have a heightened sense of energy. You mm. know, I'm, I don't suddenly need that tea in the afternoon, right. or it's just like I feel excited. And the idea keeps coming back around. That's knocking on its door in synchronicity. Like normally I'll see something that, yeah. So those are the four markers that I follow like breadcrumbs and they don't make sense to the outside world a lot. And um, yeah, so for me, the Mm -hmm. business has been really living these principles of going, can you operate a business like this? I don't know. And I'm just, I'm still just trying. Yeah. I'm just like a yogi, like practicing yoga, but I'm doing it in the business world going, can you keep going towards ideas that are alive? Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. This I one feels that. good. Let's go. Yeah. It's fun. And the fact that you were, as a hobby, were into aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about that a lot. Like it's really fun for us to connect the dots and I'm mm-hmm. sure yeah. like, for you it is too. But I mean, for that to be something that you are passionate about, and then you got asked that question, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's Isn't crazy. It? Like it's it's actually a miracle. Like I don't mm-hmm. really know what that is. Like mm-hmm. obviously, it's just divine and mm-hmm. all of that. But I, I'm just blown away that like that that line was just it was just so clear and lit you up in such a way that it's become this unbelievable success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's um, still every day. So what my practice is now is can I still keep le- uh, leading and living these principles as the business keeps getting bigger? 
Because there's more at stake, right? Because I've yeah. never had an investor. I'm debt free. I've I never mean, had a loan. Like everything's self funded. So everything on. I have, <laughs> amazing. So everything I have is in my company. So think of the stakes. Mm. So I just keep like, like the fool in the tarot. You know, I'm just like, okay, yes. let's see. Can it really still keep growing? And oh, okay, let mm-hmm. me just expand. We just let, pulled that card yesterday. We just Did pulled you? that card for me. Yeah. So can I keep expanding <laughs> into this state of faith? Mm-hmm. And like I have chill bumps right now as mm. I say that, like all over my entire body, mm. because that is the practice. Because I feel scared a lot. I know. I can imagine. And, but what I feel more is the excitement and the thrill. Like I'm actually sweating right now thinking about this, the the thrill of being able to practice this and seeing, I don't know, can it go further? Can it grow bigger? Mm-hmm. How, can, can I really be the living proof? And then, and then also really diving into these and what if I'm a big failure in front of everyone and it's much bigger now, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, that's, those are the stakes. And I can't tell you, like, I want to cry right now. Like, there's no better game, dude. Like, it is the game Mm. because it's coming purely from the inside and it has nothing to do with the rest of the world. Yeah. It's like, can I keep opening and allowing and practicing? And that's it. We feel that so hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's actually exactly what we need to hear. Yeah. So thank you. Synchronicity. Literally. Like, sometimes it's like, yeah, we've had that. And I'm looking at them. I'm like, I just am wondering. I'm like, I don't, it's just very, you're, everything you're saying is resonating on a very deep level, very yeah. deep, especially for us with almost 30. It's like. We're the, kind of at the the precipice where like, we're like we looking over and, and we need to jump. And I was telling you, you know, going full time and it's, I, it, it's scary, but we know, like we know. Yeah, that's what's weird. Yeah. We know. know is everything's going to be fine and grow. Mm-hmm. And the moment we say yes, it's going to just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Did you have like, so you said you're scared, but you're more excited. But, um, you know, do you, in terms of fear, like what is your relationship with fear and how do you deal with those mm. thoughts? So good. One of the the biggest, if you ask me one thing that the medicine has taught me, mm. and it's how to deal with fear, how to manage it. I remember being at my desk one time and I was probably, I don't know, 40 something journeys in, and this is over years, you know, this is mm. over 11 years. But I remember sitting at my desk and some big, scary business thing happened, you know, fill yeah. in the blank. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Seems scary. And I remember having this really visceral, I just realized like we're always in ceremony. There is no medicine and there is no this reality. We are literally always living in the medicine, if that makes sense. And you can actually put yourself on a journey by facing those fears, by going towards what brings you alive, by saying, having those conversations you know you need to have. That's a ceremony. You know what I'm saying? And there's no medicine needed. Yeah. It's just a lot of times I know I was so stuck. I needed the medicine to help me. Now I do it without the medicine. Basically, so what I look at fear, if, if I'm afraid right now, I go, is there anything that I need to really look out for? Because mm. fear is one or two things. It's either an insecurity and it's uh, something within us that's holding us back because of our survival mechanisms in our brain, right? Which are real, but they're not true. Mm-hmm. Or there could be something in our environment that's actually making us afraid. So the first thing my mentor taught me that, his name's Gay Hendricks. Mm-hmm. And one time I said, I'm afraid. He said, look in your business. Is there anything you should be afraid about? 
And then if there's not, so I remember I went and checked accounting and blah, blah, blah. Okay, no, everything's great. He goes, okay, let's now let's deal with that, you know? Mm. So if there's not anything that really is a reason for the fear, you know, it's like, yeah. I that's the way I have a relationship with fear. It's just a feeling. Mm. You know, I can feel scared. I can feel happy. I can feel sad. I can feel lots of emotions and fear is just one of them. And right. it's just, I just kind of go, I feel scared. You know, Rebecca has seen me saying, I just feel sad, oh, you know, yeah. and cry. It's like, I just feel sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can make up a lot of stories about what it is, but the more we allow those feelings, which I'm so appreciative that, you know, you're allowing, is the more we can allow those feelings, just the more vibrant and alive. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we have this bandwidth pipe of energy. And if you can allow that fear to have its place, not run from it, but be like, I feel scared as shit. Mm-hmm. And just let yourself feel scared. Mm-hmm. I feel terrified. I could fail in front of all these people. List all the ways you could fail. You know, it's like dive into it. What I did most of my life was resisted that fear mm. instead of diving into it. So once you dive in, what you realize is you see it for what it is. Exactly. It's just fear, exactly. and it's a great a great emotion, and it's just an emotion. You don't analyze when you feel happy. Yeah, there's um. Do you know Tara Brock? No, she doesn't. Uh, a podcast and she does meditations too. And she calls it like tea with Mora. So kind of like sitting with the fear, asking fear questions, like, where are you from? Like, what's going on? Like, what is this? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the avoidance of the feeling is what gives you anxiety. So anxiety is often like a feeling comes up, you avoid it, you avoid it, you avoid it. You're kind of like trying to shut it down. So you're becoming anxious because it's like loop thoughts, you know, your soul's trying to communicate with you, but you're not like allowing it to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a... That's exactly it. So I have a relationship with fear, Mm -hmm. you know, and the more I expand, I feel afraid and it's okay. Mm. It's like, it's because, and it's not because there's any real outside danger. It's because our... Are, we're not wired for that. We're wired for survival. That's mm-hmm. what my mentor Gay Hendricks told me. Our brains are wired for fear and struggle. They're not wired for abundance, love, and joy. Mm. That's the paradigm that you guys are shifting. You know, I was kind of doing it a little, but just cleaning up my shit. Mm-hmm. But I really look at these new generations are coming in much lighter, much brighter, and really shifting that paradigm to where, yeah, yeah, to where we really can shift into more states of abundance and love and joy without having so much of those fear reactions. Mm -hmm. So I I just, something just popped in, like think about it as getting rid of callus or breaking through scar tissue. Mm. So whenever you're expanding, you're literally just breaking through these old patterns of where you can hold yourself back. Of course. And it's like, and I, so a lot of times I'll go to the end of my life if I feel afraid and be like, what would I have on my deathbed? What would I have been okay doing? Felt Mm. best doing. And I'll be like, Mm. I got to do it. Mm. Like you, you guys. I know. Would you be okay doing? I didn't go for it. I always think like, what would my hero do? You know what I mean? Like if I had like a hero, like what would they do in this situation? Mm. I know the answer, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah. What would you tell your 12 year old to do? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know. (laughs) Literally, if you talk about my, my, like, being a child, I'm like, I literally am like, child. I was a child? <laughs> literally. I probably, in my ceremony, she'd be like, dude, where have you been? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my little girl would be like, we have not talked in years. Yeah. Totally. Probably. Because I just don't remember anything. Yeah. But, but let, anyways. Let, yeah. Let's say your 12-year-old self wanted to try out for cheerleading, but she was mm-hmm. terrified. What would mm-hmm. you tell her? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. would tell her to go. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. You would say, go for it. Totally. I do sometimes think about hugging her. Like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute, huh? It's so sweet. How do you then um, bring your consciousness and like your yogic practices of like living your life in um, a conscious way into your business? Like how do you, with your employees, like how do you do that? Yeah, well, that's actually been a challenge for me. I, well, our, our company is really big on personal development. So I bring in guest speakers all the time mm-hmm. and I'm always preaching to the latest thing that I've found out, you know? So they're mm-hmm. always, anybody that's within my, um, or within my company or within my sphere of influence, I'm always, I'm just a, a natural evangelist. Like, you're not going to believe this. Aww. You know, I just had this insight last night. So I'm always taking people along. Um, one of our employees is uh, trained in Psych K. That's a way to, I don't know if you guys are familiar, mm. but it helps reprogram your subconscious mind. <sighs> so all of our employees can do Psych K. Um, and one thing I've realized that actually has helped my business more than anything is I hate managing people. And I've just figured that out and I just hired a president and cool. it's like the world's been lifted off my shoulders. Love that. But what's so amazing about that is my first memory was cooking for my uh, my my family when I was four years old at a mm-hmm. stove, right? Like this is really the way I grew up with these people that I didn't think could take care of me. So I had all of these um, responsibility belts on. Does that make sense? Like it's just in my programming. So I have to be here. I have to be managing the business. I can't trust anybody else. Nobody else do it. That's the newest layer that I've just starting to unravel by hiring this president that I so know can run my business and I can entrust it with her. But I'm always just, you know, letting people know, like, do what turns you on. We do something called the Colby. Are you at K-O-L-B-E? Colby Instinct Test when you come in. And we really want to make sure that we're trying to match your Colby, your instincts with your job, because mm-hmm. it's proven that you can cool. have personality, and but it, instincts is what you go to when all else fails. So as we learn more about ourselves, we can work better together. Mm. You know, it's like how we're thinking about right now doing a five-hour, my new president wants to do a five-hour workday. And I'm just so open. I'm like, whatever, you know, it's what I do. Damn, that's so dope. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like and 10 to three? It would be eight to one is what they yeah. want to do. Yeah, because it's so nice? interesting to have a huge block of time. Yo. I'm going to fuck around. Yo. Do you know what I mean? Well, like Everybody gonna, does. So Yo, if you have five world, hours, yeah. get it done. Get it done. And that's what I do. And wow. people that are at the office know I do power meetings. I eat. I even eat lunch. People say, don't eat at lunch. I'm like, whatever. I power through that five-hour stint. But I've had three hours in the morning of tea, meditation, yoga. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Then I go, I do my power work. And then I have my evening, which is all wow. you know, creativity. Like, yeah. Too, because in the corporate world, it's like get in at eight thirty, go walk and get coffee with someone until nine thirty. Check your emails. You know, maybe go walk around, talk to people, check your emails. Like, there's so much bullshit time. It's like insane. Yeah, it is insane. Like, it's I would insane. be like, yo, I could get this done in four hours, and you can't. Yo, I used to talk all day. Like, I used to go to my <laughs> friend's desk and talk all day. <laughs> yeah, it's embarrassing. Well, it's this generation too. I think like. Peter Kelly, mm-hmm. um, who we had on the podcast recently, talks about- Yeah, you divi- guys would love each other. Yeah, literally. Like, oh, good. We should yeah. connect them. Yeah. Um, she wrote Earth is Hiring, and um, she talks about Ooh. our generation is bringing divine intolerance. Um, and so 
you know, on a very basic level, you know, we're wearing t-shirts and jeans to the office, but it's because we're more comfortable or because of X, Y, you know, so we're, we're not going to stand for a nine hour work day for some bullshit. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Uh, none of the bullshit, mm -hmm. dude. That's like my biggest pet peeve actually is that kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. We have to be here all day for what reason? It's like because you guys. It's like because if someone else gets up, because it's and goes, been done like that for years, and yeah. it's yes. just like that. The old shift. that mentality, yeah, has not yeah. shifted yet. And that's I was just at um, at a, a dinner with like some of the top CEO women in New York, cool. and I was yeah, it was so great. And they were talking about how hard it is shifting these organizations from the inside, and a lot of them are CEOs of the biggest companies in the world, or at least presidents way up there. And I just said, you know, I love Buckminster Fuller. I need to memorize this quote, but he basically says is you can't shift something from within Mm. it. You have to create something new. And that's what you guys are doing. And that's what I tell people is go out, create a new system, man. Quit wasting your energy trying to fight. You know, if you're in corporate America, you may be able to change some stuff, but my God, what would you be able to do out on your own? Right. With, with all of your energy intact. So I'm such a huge proponent of, you know, my children are all three completely different. They all live their own. They're they're like you guys, they're living passionate, inspired Mm. lives. Mm. They didn't follow any, you know, certain path, career path, but they're happy and they're so happy. Yeah. What's conscious parenting like? Oh God! I always tell my children they survived me. My kids are thirty, twenty nine, <laughs> and twenty. They've probably seen you. I was different. They people. have, yeah. and that's what the most touching thing my children have mm-hmm. told me is that they know that change is possible because they've. Aww. Yeah, seen having to cry. Aww. They said we've we've watched it. Yeah. Like we have literally, you transform every moment in front of our eyes. And mm. if, if I could teach my children one thing then I think I've been a conscious parent, although it didn't look like it. I think like the you... greatest gift that you can give your children is to let them see you learn. Yeah. You know, because wow. we spend so much time. Lindsay. That's good. Because well, like I grew up That was and... a good one. A really <laughs> you need good to know, one. That was a really that good one. That was a one. really good one. Well, I think about my parents and it makes me so sad that they feel like they have, they need it to be perfect. They needed to uh, like not show me when shit was hitting the fan, yeah. even though the kids at every point feel energetically that shit is heading yeah. the fan. And then they're shown like smiling faces and everything's fine. Everything's fine. And you're oh. like, everything is actually in chaos. Can you just tell me what's going on or yes. show oh. me like, you know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. a huge, like I, I, I need to remember this when I'm, I'm a parent because then they're not afraid. Then they won't lie. Then they will always express themselves mm-hmm you know, in a way that is authentic and truthful and then they will receive authenticity and truth. Yeah, I mean. Yes, But that's just amazing that your kids have felt that. I'm sorry, it's so hot in here. Don't you want to turn on the air? I'm so sorry. It's fine. But remember when I told you that I lied to my kids after I filed bankruptcy, like Mm -hmm. how could I tell them I lost everything and we're having to move? I convinced them. So yeah, I mean, hell yeah. Yeah. That's what I wish I would have been in the place and in the conscious enough. I love how conscious you are to have been able to tell my my children, Mm. you know what? I Here's what happened. I overrode, I compromised, I sold out Mm. to the point where I over leveraged us and I've lost everything. Yeah. But more than that, I've lost myself. Yeah. So mommy's going to go find herself for yeah. two years, you know, but that's the truth. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I wasn't conscious enough to know that at the time. Mm. It was just do what I can, hide, lie. That's what I was taught, yeah. you know? 
So yeah, my children have, they're amazing. They've been through every religion with me. Oh, and even conspiracy theory. I'm like, so what is that? Which conspiracy Kamala. theories? Huh? Which conspiracy theories? Oh, all of them. <laughs> oh, honey. Trust me. my favorite. That was a host in of my life. Yeah, I was like, okay, kids, here's the deal. There are aliens <laughs> on the planet, and we're yeah. probably a hybrid breed. Okay? Wait, yes. So, yeah, actually, my daughter, I, I, do you know Bashar? Mm-mm. Oh, you got to listen to Bashar. B-A-S-H-A-R. Um, he's a guy who, his name's Daryl Ink or something. He channels Bashar. But my daughter, her whole life had said she'd been abducted by aliens. So mm-hmm. we go see Bashar. He's like in West Hollywood or something at this event. And uh, we end up getting to ask him, like, our daughter, she wasn't there. She was at school at RISD. And she's like, you have, she called us like every day, you have to ask Bashar this. You have to ask Bashar this. She was obsessed her whole life. And we get up there. My husband got up there, my husband at the time, and He's like, okay, my daughter needs to ask this question. He was pretty upset. He was like, I don't want to answer for somebody that's not in the room. He's like, listen, you need to answer this. Has my daughter been abducted? And he's like, yes. And he said, okay, why? And he said, well, actually, it's not abducted. She's the one that's calling in for the messages. And so anyway, but yeah, it's true. And then she has a slit in the roof of her mouth that kind of gaps open. And uh, he said, does that have something to do with it? And he said, yeah, that's where she's receiving the messages. And when she's 30 years old, she'll have something that she's going to share with the world. Oh. And she's 24. So anyway, we'll see. But yeah, hell yeah, wow. I believe in aliens. We have yeah. to be aliens. There have, have to be aliens. Of What's the one there's the Egyptian like queen. I forget what her name is. Nefertiti maybe. Mm-hmm. But, um, and in the scripts and in the hieroglyphics and stuff, they have these big heads that they thought were like Oh, aliens. Hats. They're alien heads. No, they're alien they're heads. Aliens. Yeah. yeah, we are 100%. All aliens. Alien, wow. yeah. Yeah, so it's good. <laughs> you know what's funny? I've ever had. I, I, I just did the 23andMe test. Oh, you, know? you did? Did you think it was worth it? Wait, it comes back inconclusive. <laughs> wait, it, wait. It said, it, it, said, it said there was enough saliva but there wasn't enough DNA. My kids were like, we knew it. We knew you're an alien. Oh like, my way. God. <laughs> that is the crazy So I've got to redo it again. Is that, I mean, it's just like, really? Yeah, you're like, mm-hmm. alien. Yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of funny. That's amazing. It was a funny family laugh. Wow. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if it's worth it because I haven't seen it. God, I love that. Yeah. I love information. I Same. love all those tests. I've, I'm an explorer. Same. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. And that's what I appreciate about you and yeah. you guys going on the road. It's That'll We're be just, really amazing. Oh, yeah. It's been it's connecting with mm. the women and just like being the platform to facilitate conversations in like an authentic, vulnerable way. Yeah. You know, me and Lindsay are lucky. We get to have those all the time, but not a lot mm. of people speak their truth or connect with one another mm-hmm. by being their real selves a lot. So- I mean, it's been magical. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, I yeah, keep, keep, keep doing it. Aww, and keep going you. towards what brings you aliveness because you really can't ever predict anything. You no no matter who the the best stock people in the world, the top business minds cannot predict what's mm. gonna happen in the world. So you can't live your life like that. You know, I've never had a business plan. It's like, what's a business plan going to tell you? You know, it's mm-hmm. it's past. You know, it's like it doesn't mm. plan for potentiality. And I prefer to live in full potential. Like, mm. what's the greatest potential that could happen from this? See if I can create that. Right? Wow. Yeah. What, does it felt like, what does it felt like to be like a female entrepreneur that has experienced so much so much success? Like, have have you felt like, you know, the 
the men in business. Like I know you didn't have any investors mm-hmm. or anything like that. So you didn't have to pitch anything, but I, I don't know. I just, I'm always fascinated and, and so inspired by female entrepreneurs who just like, it's always forward movement. Like, mm-hmm. has it always felt like that or? Yeah, I'll tell you. I used to answer prior to a month ago, I would always answer that question in that I never think about myself really as being a woman. Mm -hmm. I'm at a table doing business and that's the truth. Mm -hmm. I really don't. Um, What I have done is really anyone that if they are sexist or racist or anything that doesn't resonate with me, I just don't do business with that person no matter what. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm not going to have them in my, in my within my influence. And there's no judgment. I mean, we all are, you know, I've been at so many paths in my life, like for me to say, oh, that person shouldn't be doing that. Well, but they're just not conscious, you Mm -hmm. know, and I was like that too. We don't know what we are doing. So how does it feel? You know, I I don't think about it too much. Um, I will tell you though, last week I was walking across my church that I live in Mm -hmm. and I was literally brought to my knees in gratitude. Like I just wept. And I hadn't of just like, wow, like I created all of this. Mm-hmm. Like how freaking cool. Yeah. So right? not the best. Proud of yourself. Yeah. Isn't that the best yeah. with you guys? And just to stop and do that. And I'm grateful mm-hmm. about a lot. You know, I practice gratitude and but sometimes those big moments mm-hmm. of just holy shit. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that the world needs more feminine energy. And mm-hmm. I think that's the reason, the luxury of it. I used to, I believe the mm-hmm. masculine is the the push. We got to make it work and we have to, you know, push through no matter what. That's a very masculine and it's also very linear. Mm-hmm. You go, you know, A plus B plus C, mm-hmm. it keeps going on. Um, the feminine way is much more organic. There's an organic flow and a rhythm. It's like, no, this doesn't feel right. And hold on, let's move over here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it, like, how do you do that on a business plan? Mm-hmm. It's really being present in every moment yeah. mm-hmm. with every deal that comes right in front of you going, huh, how do I feel about that? Wow. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know. Sometimes like, I feel like I, that's what feels good. But sometimes because I think I should be making more concrete, logical decisions that mm-hmm. I, with like, even with the podcast, if we have sponsors that come in or whatever comes in and we just look at it and we're like, the yeah. initial is how does it feel? And we're like, Eh. Yeah. Oh. And then we're like, but you know, down the line, if we work, you know, if we work with them, mm-hmm. how much this? It's like, yeah. Okay, so I have a trick for you. Okay. So the get into your body. Mm. The feeling is a body. All of the but is strategizing from the logical mind. The mm. logical mind loves. It's a puzzle put her together. I don't yeah. know what you call it. Like it literally loves to strategize and make things work. So we justify mm. through the mind. So really try to honor your body as much as possible. This just feels good. I don't know what's going to happen, or this just doesn't feel good. I don't know why. The more people around you, and Rebecca can say that, like, they trust me. When I go, I'm just not feeling it. Like, I'm not. And I kind of, I still shrug my shoulders. You know, I still, like, I'm I'm a little bit, I'm sorry. So I still do that. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, I'm not feeling it. You know, and I, I will put my foot down, you know, um, you know, put my energy forward. Like, no, we're not going to do that. But yeah, try to stay the, the mind is such a great strategizer. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. So let it strategize, but realize when it's 
trying to justify and strategize mm-hmm. something to make it work. Okay. Because it's just trying to figure the world out. Yeah, that's such a good one. Yeah, because yeah. there's one answer, but then when I think about the future, there's another answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the point is you don't even know if there is a future. Yeah. I mean, seriously, though. <laughs> so yeah, you took so the words true. literally right out of my mouth. <laughs> I mean, really? Sometimes I'm like, death is going to be tight. <laughs> Honestly, I think about it a lot. I'm like, death is going to be cool. Like, I'm going to find out a lot of answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to find out so many answers. Yeah. I can't wait. I don't, me yeah, either. I can wait, but. I mean, you know. I can wait too, but you know? I, but yeah, and I you welcome don't fe- it. You don't fear it. It's no, like it's another being, state yeah. of transforming. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's easy for me to say right here. Exactly. You know, yeah. who knows? Yeah. What, uh, you know, talk to me in the yeah. moment. <laughs> you're like, me, Susie, you remember s- what you said? Yeah, give me some more time. <laughs> I'm like, that was bullshit, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> take it back. Give me more time. I do want to talk about poopery. Because mm-hmm. oh. in case oh. in case our listeners yeah. do not know about There's it, but no I way. just I also think you know it's really interesting to think about what this invention, this brand, has done for people. Like it's genius, it's cool, it works, checks all the boxes there, natural, natural, mm-hmm. and then like I'm literally like putting myself in people's homes, and <laughs> you know, oh. poop is such a taboo thing, and especially like in beginning of relationships, it's weird. Like just, I guess creating just a sense of, um, I don't know. Everything's okay. It's natural, normal. I don't know. There's this just sense that it like breaks down some walls and Mm -hmm. I don't know how or why. Like, have you heard stories from people who have used the products that have just either made you laugh or made you feel really good or... Mm -hmm. Every day. Every day. I'm so sure. people, I'm sure. what I love about this, the brand's 12 years old. Most people don't oh know my that. God. Wow. I know. What? Yeah. So I started just yeah. selling in boutiques. And by the time my video went viral, Girls Don't Poop, I don't know when yes. it was, 2013. Yeah. Looking over there. What year was that? Yes. Yeah. So I guess it's five years now. Um, we were already in 10,000 gift shops. We were already a multi-million dollar company, but it was really a cult following. So people always tell me their poop jokes. What I love about it personally is, number one, I love the the brand. I yes. love the product. It absolutely works. I love being the poop queen. Um, but what I really love, the underbelly of what we're doing is we're talking about um, taboo topics. And remember how I told you everything was swept under the rug when I was young? I love being able to mm. liberate people. My whole life has been about liberation. It's transformation. We have three words in our company, transformation, liberation, and defy. Defy, defy. liberate, transform. There we go. Love defy, love. liberate, <laughs> transform. One of those things. Better one get it. One of those words. Come for well, your job. But the reason is because I've been wanting to drop defy. So we've we mm. been just wanting to focus on liberation and transformation um, because Defy has fight in it. Mm. You know, it's like, I'm not sure we're defying anymore. We did the first period. It was always like changing people, doing it differently. Now people understand and they get it. Um, but what I love about the company is, and we're going to still continue doing that. We have new videos coming out this <sighs> month, um, but so they're, excited. they're, they're hilarious, but they're girls telling their real poop stories. Yes. No, on. it's so funny. Like, they're hilarious. That is amazing. Like, this girl, like, you know, pooped in her mom's bed. Like, her, mother, <laughs> her mother-in-law's <gasps> mother-in-law's bed. And, I mean, these <gasps> stories, you're just like, oh, my God. The shits that happen at an in-law's or, like, your boyfriend's parents' place are, like, are sent from God to really push you in to one direction you. or the other. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Damn, that's amazing. So wait till you oh see these. Yeah, I have to send them to you. They're so funny. And she's just like, you know, 
I just shit in my mother-in-law's <laughs> bed. Like, what do you do after that? <laughs> it's so funny. Like, oh, she, oh they're God. so great. That is amazing. But what I want to do is keep liberating. What else can we talk about? Mm. You know, like, come on, people, let's start talking. And I love that you're talking. So I'm coming out. We're all coming out. Yeah. Like, let's liberate voices, you know, yeah. not just, I love, I love me too. I love everything that's happening mm-hmm. right now. It's, I feel like, yes, okay, mm-hmm. we're, we're all born. I feel like it's the revolution, you know, the 60s revolution, but done much more consciously. Mm. You know, we don't yeah. have, and I actually don't think you have to use the medicines anymore. I believe, I don't believe you guys have to. I believe if you want to, that's great. It'll mm-hmm. help expand your consciousness, but you're already coming in lighter and brighter from the work that people yeah. People have done before. Mm-hmm. So you get to piggyback on a lot of that, but you also get to catapult in a completely different direction, mm-hmm. which we need. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep yeah, doing it. Uh, we need more light. We do need more light. Keep sharing light. But yeah, Poopery is an amazing mm-hmm. company. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to so many people. People are happy. You know, it 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 does. It's like, come on, guys, you know, life can be tough. And we shouldn't have to worry about shit. Yeah. Like, it's like, we're just going to take that one off the table. Okay. Because there's so many things to really, if you want to worry, there's really things we could worry about. Mm -hmm. And that should not be one of them. Yeah. What's a piece of advice you'd give like someone, an entrepreneur that's just getting started? Just make sure you're turned on at every moment. Like I said, be present. Every sponsor, Mm, every move, make sure you want to go to that city. Make sure you want to do that sponsor. Make sure and really live your life from the inside out. (laughs) It's a lot of advice in this one advice. Mm -mm. But when you do that, you also realize that everything happens in a business is a reflection of yourself. And just look at where the kinks are in yourself that's actually creating that. Mm. It's like, oh, I just went through that with my president. So I, I've had four COOs mm-hmm. because I couldn't trust anybody, right? So what I keep doing, I kept hiring people that weren't trustworthy. So they kept screwing me over. And then I kept, I did EMDR and Psych K, and I've really been working on that childhood responsibility. And now I have this amazing person. So you could say, oh, it's a smart business move. I learned a lot. But for me, that's not good enough. I want to clean out the inside stuff. Like, how did I create this in the first place? And I want to unravel that stuff because mm. I don't want to be back here again. Wow. Not from this place. It will be from a new place. Wow. Totally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ah! <laughs> I'm like, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. I'm no, like, no, I'm I must get needed. Yeah, I'm like, up here. Yeah, literally, I got it. Um, <laughs> you guys are so much fun. <laughs> we are fun. <laughs> Yeah, I love how bright and light. So are are you. Yeah, thank you. The world needs more of you. It's It's like, it also like, yeah, you are bright and light, which is so refreshing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. I don't know. This is very refreshing. Wait, you said you live in a church. And I know this because I saw Danica Brayshaw on tour and visiting your church. D-Money, love her. Shout out Danica. She's amazing. Love you, Danica. Love you, Danica. Did you get it cleaned or anything? Oh my or, God, cleaned. Like it took me two years to renovate it. Um, like wow. energetically. Did you? Oh yeah, I've had lots of cleansing. You have? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have a pact now. But there are There's spirits in there. Oh my so God. It's okay. So yes. You have to come. I know we're coming. You, you got to come when you're in Dallas. Yeah. Um, and the spirits that are in there are there for the high, they can only stay if they're in the highest good of everyone that enters the church. They can never show themselves to me and they cannot scare me. So it's like, I will coexist with you, but you have to be in the highest good. If you are not in the highest good, you have to remove. So I've done 
that for three years, just constantly cleansing and clearing. And most people, when you come there, they're like, this space feels so good. Oh, because mm. you think there there are gnarly things that happen in churches, but there's also so much love and blessings and hope and faith, right? Mm-hmm. So it was just some of that muck was mm-hmm. kind of, it's just like, right? Yeah. It's just like our, yeah. our spiritual beings. Yeah. It's like, let's clear away the muck so that our light can shine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now her light can shine. So do you, who'd you make a pact with? Like, did you just have a conversation Spirit. with Spirit? Yeah. I just have conversations with them mm-hmm. because I, I would get, when I first moved in, some, yeah. you know, a few scary things happened and I'd be like, okay, like no. Well, like one time, like, like total knock on my bedroom door and I have really? 11 bedrooms. So how it's 15,000 square feet. So it's massive. Wow. But Dallas vibes. I live there by myself and like somebody's knocking on my oh, door. Oh my God. And I just sat up in my bed and I was like, okay. Like, what was that? And then I go, I lay back down and I hear, shh, like that. And I set up in my bed and I go, no, you cannot do this. This is my house. This is my place. So I just had lots of those conversations. Like, no, uh uh-uh. It's really about claiming your space. Wow. Mm. That's what the no's about. And it doesn't have to be mean. It doesn't be aggressive. Mm -hmm. But I was at first. I was like, oh, hell no. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-uh. Like if it's between me and you, I'm going to win here because this is my house now. And I will respect everything that's happened here. I will honor it. I used to play church music every time I left the house. I would put on gospel music. So I would kind of made a pact with the house. Like, it's okay. Like, Mm. you know, it it didn't like the big Buddha head in the front door though. (laughs) What'd you know? How'd you know? (laughs) Because my cell phone in the middle of the night starts playing YouTube videos, like five of them. And I kept swiping it off. And finally, the next morning, my assistant goes, did you look at what video it was? I go, no, it was some kid's video, something I would never look at. I looked at it and it was Miss Piggy Steals the Show. And I had just done work on having a Miss Piggy persona. Oh, yeah. It was one of those not explainable things. So I moved the big Buddha head down to the basement. I'm like, okay, we got a little Buddha head there. And you knew that was that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The church was like, oh, uh uh-uh. Like, we'll coexist with Buddha, but Buddha's not taking over this entry. (laughs) (laughs) Put the cross back. Exactly. Wow. You look, you're like, you got jokes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Wow. I cannot wait. Honey, I, I would stay, but I'm a ghost person. Okay, Ghost. you're going to love it. I'm serious. I need to like face it though. Actually, this is a crazy dream I had last night. It's kind of mm-hmm. crazy. I was exercising someone really? of a demon. Oh. Two people. One woman. It was easy exorcism. I'm pretty good at it. It was an easy exorcism. <laughs> and then a baby with like a brain head. I had to pull the demons out of the what? baby's brain head. <laughs> And I got the spirits out. It took wow. me a long time, though. Oh, I literally had to like plug. I was like, kept being like, plug into the light, plug into the light, keep working on this baby's brain head. But I finally got it. Oh, Crazy, right? What? Isn't that insane? That's so that cool. Isn't that insane? I know. Yeah. So, so cool. what would the baby represent to you? Exactly. I don't know. Have I'm you trying to think about, about that. that. Innocence? And like pulling the demons from your own innocence. Probably. It reminds me kind of of the fool card, oh, right? Because yeah. that's a very innocent state. Yeah, yes. like maybe the woman is me, but she's well, like older and it was easier. Yeah. And as a child. Yeah, you're pulling those demons out that are wow. keeping you from being the fool, that innocent state that you want to do. I don't know. Wow, could be my higher that's self. That's my big non-professional dream interpreter. My, yeah. my old assistant for seven years was a dream interpreter. Oh, of so, course she was. Yeah, so every morning I I'd mean. be like, okay, here's what happened. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like I resume. Still, I still text her. Yeah, we're not together. I'm like, okay, I had this really weird dream. <laughs> Wait, we need to connect with her too. Yeah, you do. She's amazing. That's oh. amazing. Um, and she's so good. Oh, 
I would, yeah. yeah if when I hire an assistant, I wonder what I would, I would want them to also be maybe an intuitive. Yeah, literally, 100%. <laughs> like a masseuse so and an intuitive. <laughs> I've been looking for the wrong thing. I know. Actually, I wouldn't because then I'd be I like, know, all the time tapped yeah. in. Yeah. Um, You'd be like, I didn't want you to know that. Yeah. <laughs> this has been incredible. So fun. I cannot so wait fun. till Dallas. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah, definitely connect. Yeah. Yeah. I said you guys can stay, but I think you guys already have a place. But if not, let me know. But you can definitely come over. Whatever. We can do. I think I'm there. I think I'm there. Yeah. 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 You're speaking at the July. July. Or September. 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 Okay. Good. I don't know what month it is right now. I know. September 25th. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. Good one, girl. Oh, it's a seven. I love Mm -hmm. sevens. Yes. Yay. It's going to be magical. Um, so people can connect with you uh, through the brand Poopery. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I keep seeing you mm-hmm. like everywhere. So I'm sure people now mm-hmm. that they've heard you here will start to see you even on panels and interviewed endlessly. So I just, I don't know. I'm just happy to see an entrepreneur like you. The world um, needs more. Yeah, leading leading the way. I mm-hmm. just now started coming out and it was because of J.P. Sears. Do you guys know him? Mm-mm. Spiritual AF. Wait, what's his ultra spiritual? Oh, the redhead yes. that makes fun of stuff. Yes. Yeah, he's amazing. I was telling him like, I never want to be about me. And he was like, he said something like, when you've been given the blessings and live the life that you've lived, it's actually arrogant to keep it to yourself. And I was like, oh, wow. I cried. I was just wow. like, oh, blew my 100%. heart open. So I've started coming out because of that. It's like when you don't, it's not, it's not about you. It's like, you're not owning the blessings that you're giving. Exactly. That you've been given. I thought it was called humble. Same. It's like rude. It's rude. It's rude. Yeah. 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 That's why I wear low cut tops whenever I can. (laughs) You go girl. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) It's rude to not let these shine. And I'm like, I need to let these shine. You really do. Because then you'll be older thinking, damn, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I let my titties shine? I'm like, I should have let them shine. That was it. That was the meaning of life. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Um, Okay. So the person, the Instagram was? Susie Batiz. Okay, cool. It's easy. Easy. Susie Batiz. That's the way it should that's be. That's before I knew you were supposed to be clever. And then... <laughs> no, this, that's the cool way to do it. If you have anything else, it's like, ooh, who okay, knows? Okay, good. This was Thank the best you. interview I've ever I'm, had. I've, you we had on every topic amazing. I love. Spirits, ayahuasca ceremonies, aliens, yeah. business, <laughs> everything. Thanks, honey. But Thank you so much. it's all combined. It is. That's the amazing thing. Yeah. yeah. Thank, Thank you so you much. for making the time. I know you're so busy. It really yeah. means a lot. You're welcome. It was fun. Love you. Yay. Bye, guys. Love See you guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Does anyone want to do ayahuasca with this? The ghost story. Miss Piggy steals the show. <laughs> I mean it. I tell everyone that story. I've told, I told like four people that story in Denver. <laughs> Honestly, at the wedding, Justin, it was like all Justin. We, I was at a wedding in Denver this weekend. It was all Justin's friends. And because he was like with all, he's usually really sweet and shy kind of almost. And because it was all of his friends, he was like just flying around. He was like wild. A, yeah. He was like flying around like a social butterfly. Cute. Like he would look at me talking to someone and, and look away and go someplace else. <laughs> no joke. I was like solo <laughs> the entire wedding. I'm like, you need to clip. I need to clip your wings. Oh, you're flying too much. Yeah. Little bird. But. He probably heard me tell that story a hundred times and that's probably why he walked away. He's like, oh, Miss Piggy steals a show. I don't even get it. <laughs> it's crazy. Freaky. Yeah. I just love her so much. Love her I so much. I cannot wait yeah. to hang out with her in Dallas. I know. Thanks, Danica Breisha, for... Um, yeah, connecting us. Yeah. 
uh, I think there was like multiple connections and, mm-hmm. but we, we started to see, um, Susie more like on Danica's stories and feed. And while mm-hmm. she was on tour, she visited, uh, Susie's church, which she has mm-hmm. transformed into her home and we will be there soon. So yes. if you are in Dallas, please go to our website, almost30podcast.com slash tour, and you can grab your tickets there. We're so excited. So excited. See you guys soon. Have, Have a, a great, great week. Great week. <laughs>